Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on Monday, we we talked about the red letter Christian movement and how it was uh, political, how it's politically oriented, but it's also theological in nature. And today, we're going to build on that episode. So, if you haven't listened to it, um, you know that's okay. Uh, I, I mention it only to, to say, hey, here's what we talked about on Monday. Uh, you might want to listen to that. But uh, something that's been on my mind probably over the last couple years, really, is just, you know, our attitude as Christian towards politics. Now, I know that this subject is uh, very personal for all of us, really. You know, and so I want to make I want to make clear what I'm going to talk about um, at the outset. One, I'm not here on this episode to persuade you of one political philosophy or another. I have my convictions on that, and I have voted those convictions my entire adult life. But that said, I'm not here to persuade you to vote one way or another. That's not my goal. Actually, as you're going to find out in this episode, my goal is far greater than that. Um, As Christians, we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and to love our neighbor. That's the great commandment in Matthew 22, 37-40. And you know what? Let's face it. In the Bible, we we have politics. We have politicians. And, you know, we can't, we can't minimize that. And so... But we also can't uh, force one another to vote vote in a way that we don't think is is right. We we can't, okay. But we should, as and this is what I'm going to talk about in this episode. We must, as Christians, we must exercise our right to vote, um, and we must vote according to a biblical worldview. We must not vote according to our whims and our wishes to to what we think is right. We must vote according to the standard set in the Word of God. Now, as I'll talk about here in this episode, and I'm giving you a, a big preview of it at the outset, but I'm not talking in this episode about a politician being a pastor. A pastor is a pastor. He's a biblically qualified man. A politician is a politician. They're aiming to affect policy, at, you know, at a local, at a state, at a at a federal level. A pastor's aim is to preach the word of God and to entrust and to equip the people of God and and so much more. But we need to understand that politicians are our politicians are not going to be. They're not all going to be Christian. First off, we know that, but 
Uh, and we're not trying to hold them to a standard of a biblical worldview necessarily. But we do need to vote ourselves, as we'll talk about today. We do need to vote not just seeing the lesser of two evils. This option is better than this one, and so on and so forth. We need to vote according to biblical convictions. And as we'll talk about today, that means that we need to care about more than whether the person is uh, for life in all of life or not. Uh, So with that said, let's just dive into the episode. My first point today is to talk about voting and the Christian conscience. And I've kind of already been talking about it in the, in the introduction to this episode. And it's, it's very clear. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, that doesn't make you more or less. Now, both sides have their respective issues. Let's be clear about that. You know, uh, if you're a conservative and you're a Christian, you know, we, we got issues. We need to care about our fiscal policy and we need to get our fiscal policy in, in order. But we also need to care, make sure that we care about people. Uh, the Democrats need to get, uh, if, and if they're a Christian, uh, they need to get be very clear that they are for life um, and that they're against the murder of children. Now, there's been over, uh, last time I looked, and I know these stats update, but it's something like 65 million, 65 million babies that have been killed. That's that's more than all the world wars combined. Um and, and it's not just, and I'm, when I say Democrats and talk about abortion, I know that it's not just, uh, just to be clear, and for you who are listening to this, you don't know me, I understand that it's not just the Democrats that have you know done what they've done on the issue of abortion. I, I know that, okay? I do. I understand. I get it. But at the same time, we have to be we have to be honest. As Christians, we are we should care about who is who is representing us. You know, in in America, you know, we have a, a representative democracy, and so we have the privilege of voting in people to represent us at the local, at the state, and the federal level. One of the one of the things that I think is uh, very concerning, and I think this is where, in the la- my biggest concern in the last two years, is the lesson. One of the le- biggest lessons that I think we should take away is we gotta care about who represents us. After all, we're representatives. We're ambassadors of Christ. Uh, you know, you look at you look at the Apostle Paul in in Acts. He, you know, he was he was first and foremost concerned about his ministry as an apostle of Christ. And, you know, that's a once and for all office. It wasn't, that's not a normative office. It's not ongoing. It has ceased uh, with the closing of the canon. But at the same time, uh, Paul, while prioritizing uh, the gospel and ministering to people, he did not care about uh, his citizenship and he utilized his citizenship uh, to his advantage uh, for the sake of the gospel. Today we must we, we must prioritize our allegiance first to Christ and not to politics. And we have to say that in a day uh, 
when sadly many Christians today are, they prioritize their social agenda, their social justice agenda, and so on and so forth, above being a Christian, being grounded in the Word of God. But that said, we also have to come back and we have to balance that perspective and say that we should not only care about and prioritize the gospel, but because we love the Lord and we love people, uh, we should care about what happens to people. Uh, That's where the political arena uh, comes into play. After all, the political arena affects your children, uh, how they're educated. It, it affects uh, our society as a whole. We're not, we're not supposed to, we're, we're to be in the world, but not of the world. That means that, and there's a lot of different views on that, uh, that perspective. But at, at minimum, as a Christian, living between the times, the, the times of Christ, inaugurated the, the, the time of Christ was, began you know, when Christ bled and died and rose. Uh, and it, so it's it's here. Uh, we call this the already and not yet. It's here. And yet it's future. Christ will return. And we live in between these the times. We live in between the time of Christ rising and ascending to the right hand of the Father, and he's coming back. And in between these times, we should care about not only, you know, being about the Father's business, uh, preaching the gospel, making disciples, so on and so forth, but we should care as well about what happens to society. We as Christians in, in this way have led the way. We started, the, we started you know, the, the, the world's greatest universities, like Harvard University, started to train pastors. Uh, Princeton University was a bastion of, you know, uh, biblical orthodoxy for years. Um, Yale University, what, uh, the president of it was none other than Jonathan Edwards at one time, the greatest American evangelical, uh, greatest greatest intellect, I should say, of Amer- in American history. And, and we could go on and on. We started hospitals. We you know started orphanages. We, we even started counseling people. Uh, all out of this concern for loving the Lord and loving people, and and so we should we should care as Christians about what happens in the political square. We should not be at. What I'm saying is, we should not be apathetic about it. We should care. We should not retreat. And what what I've become convinced of, especially in the last couple years and even before that, really, but even more so in the last couple of years, is the need for us to stand up in the political square and in the public square and say, you know what? You know what? We, we may not agree, but here's my idea. You know what? This is what Christians have been doing. We don't retreat from the public square. You go you go look. Not well, We're not even talking about pastors, but you look at men like William Wilberforce, who stood up who was a solid brother in Christ, and he stood up against the abolitionist movement and ended slavery in in, in Britain and, and so much more. Uh, you know, we got to stand up and we got to be counted in the political square because we live in between, as I mentioned, the times. And we got to care not just about, you know, people's salvation, but we got to be about 
we have to be about as well the 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 good of society we should care about uh what happens uh politically because it, it trickles down it affects our lives what that what happens to our kids uh what's happening as we've talked about on the show to our kids is tragic we got to speak up about that but we also got to speak up uh for life and and in every every area of life, we got to speak up on mental health. What's happening in mental health today is, is tragic to, you know, our senior citizens and so much more. And I mean, we got. But this is where we go back. We got. We got to get involved in the process, and we got to understand that our vote is a matter of stewardship. Now, I'm not telling the reason I said that. You know, we are to prioritize the Lord. Uh, first about politics is many do the opposite of that. They prioritize first and foremost their political affiliation above the the Bible and above the Savior, and that is absolutely tragic. We have seen the influence of that. But that said, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't care about politics. Uh, it's not just because one group of Christian, professing Christians goes too far and loses the balance doesn't mean that we shouldn't ever care about engaging in the public square. Our vote matters because you know what? How you vote is a matter of stewardship. The Bible has so much to say. It's one of the, it's, it's one of the biggest topics that Jesus addresses, uh, the issue of our money and our lives and what we do with them and the choices and the con the the things that we do they are to be their reflection of our very lives their reflection of where our convictions are um it, it's not enough just to say you know what i'm just not going to vote well what does that say it says that you don't care about people ultimately that's what it, that's what it says you don't care about you know, your neighbor. You don't care about what happens to them. You don't care about, you know, how you vote matters. And by the way, I just want to say this again. I'm not saying that you have to vote and agree with me. Um, no. But what I am saying, to be very clear, that you, when, and this is a big concern of mine, and I want to state it this way, is you should care about who represents you? I mean, after all, if you were to go to the court of court of law because you know you're being sued, you want the best representation that you can find. You know, duh, right? But at the same time, uh, we're just we're just putting in whoever. And, and I have to ask: Are we? Am I? Am I taking the time when I vote? Um, you know, to to look. Hey, this is where this person this is where this person holds to this view uh where does that fit within a biblical worldview now we know that a lot of these politicians are not christians and so we're not holding them to the christian standard but we must understand where the our politicians vote we must we must not only care about winning the loss we must care about our those who are also engaging in the political and political square um you know we too often are concerned about winning the loss to making disciples and not enough about the the well-being of society um now we're not talking about you know having a theocracy we're not having talking about 
having a Christian nation. We're talking about biblical values and convictions. We're talking about them impacting our lives and the decisions and the way in which we see the world. That is really, really important to understand as well. Um, but, you know, we're, we're talking about the Christian conscious. We're talking about a matter of stewardship. We're talking about why we should care about politics and the public square. You know, this is the place where we're going. We're going out and we're engaging the ideas that are that are out there uh, in in the public square about gun policy and immigration and inequality. And we're, we're talking about matters of the image of God and man. And these these issues, they really, really matter. They matter because people are made in the image and the likeness of God. And so this is where I want to this is where I want to camp on for uh, just just a few more minutes here. Uh, probably my last point. I know I say that and you're like, well, I don't think that's true because you probably are going to go on a side tangent. But more seriously, here is the point. Uh, caring about the political convictions and stances of who we vote for, the good of society, i.e. not only that they are against abortion and for life, but that they care about uh, a biblical worldview. I mentioned that I'm not talking here about our politicians being our pastors, but here's where we have to go as well. We should care that they are people of character, care people of substance. They, they stand behind, they mean what they say, and they stand behind what they say. Uh, it's not just words to them, it, it matters. Uh, they're not just saying what they are so that, you know, we'll vote for them. And, uh, but we shouldn't, we shouldn't sell out our vote either. Um, too many, too many well-known evangelicals today have sold out their influence to politicians. Uh, they have, they have forfeited the right. In, in my estimation, to influence anybody. And I'm not going to name names, but they're so, they're so prominent that, you know, if you pay attention, you'll know who I'm talking about. Too many Christians have, have exercised the use of conscience uh, to force people to vote in a certain way uh, or, or to do certain things. We, we saw this, we saw this, uh, even in the USA Today, there was a well-known uh, evangelical who wrote an article and suggested that to us that Christians should get the vaccine. Well, this is just one example. Whether where, Wherever you're at on getting a vaccine, where, well, that, that's not my point, okay? Don't lose me. But the example is important. Do Christian, can Christians agree to disagree on getting a vaccine? Yes, Okay. Uh, but should Christians investigate as a matter of, of conscience to inform their conscience? Should they investigate? Should they do the research to find out whether the vaccine is right or not? Absolutely. You see, the, here's the point. As Christians, we are people of the truth. We have nothing else to offer anybody other than the objective standard of God's word. We have to be consistent in this regard. We have to not only stand upon the Bible, but we have to stand upon the truth. That means that, you know, and even in matters where we might disagree uh, on politics, on policy, on procedures, or whatever, 
And again, I, I, you know what? You're welcome to those things, okay? I'm not, again, here to persuade you one way or another. But I am here to say that we have to care. We have to care enough to do the research about what our politicians say, about what they mean. We need to understand how they voted. And then we need to vote accordingly, whether that's for them or against them or not. We have to do our due diligence. That's a matter of loving God with all with our with our heart, with our mind, with all that we are. And if we do that, I think that we're going to vote a certain way. Okay? I won't I won't suggest otherwise. But what that also means is we're going to do our due diligence. We're going to do our diligence in using the mind that God gave us, the rational thought process and so on and so forth. Not not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of society. Uh, and here's the thing that I think that we have to hear, and we have to hear it very clearly. Just because some movement has come and gone and so on and so forth, like the moral majority and those types of things and on and on, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't vote. And that doesn't mean that you should be an activist for one particular view or position or so on and so forth. But it does mean that as a Christian, with a biblical worldview, being grounded in and shaped by the Word of God, that you should care about what happens in our society. Uh, we should. We should care about what happens to our kids. We should care about what is happening to uh, you know, policies that are affecting you know, our livelihoods, uh, our health insurance, and so on and so forth, because they affect these policies, these procedures, not only affect us, but they affect, they affect people all around us. They affect people's lives. Now, you might think, well, why? why? Why should I care about that? Well, the reason that you care is because you love the Lord, and you're to love people as Christians. We love the truth, yes, we love the truth, and we're grounded in the truth, but we're aiming to love people too. The two are not uh, separated from each other. They're actually joined to each other. That's the great commandment. The, the Loving the Lord fuels a love for our neighbor. In the past two years, we've seen uh, the opposite uh, movement. We've seen a movement towards loving our neighbor first, and then you know what? Loving the Lord or saying that we love the Lord. But you cannot love your neighbor without a love for the Lord. And that actually comes, the love for the Lord actually comes from a heart that has been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus. God takes our heart of stone and he replaces it with a new heart, with new desires and new affections. And we have to be so clear in the day in which we live that it's not just a matter of agreeing to disagree, but we have to we have to engage in the public square because people are lost. And what they need is they need to they need to see a robustly Christian biblical worldview that is consistent and it is coherent and that it's able to answer the issues that people are facing. So above and beyond even just caring about 
what's happening in our society, we care about individuals. We care about people groups because God cares about them. We see that in the book of Revelation when myriads and myriads of people from every tribe, tongue, nation, and people will be gathered around the throne. God is concerned about the nations. He wants them to be glad in him, but he wants individuals from those nations to come to faith in Christ. How are we going to do that if we retreat from the public square? And my concern over the last couple of years is that we have, we have retreated from the public square. You know, you have organizations that are lobbying for their viewpoint and so on and so forth. But I'm, I'm not talking about lobbying for uh, positions. That's not what I'm talking about in this episode. I'm talking about something far greater. I'm talking about engaging as a Christian in the public square. I'm talking about taking the gospel and bringing it to bear on the issues of our day. In the, in the here and now, in the nitty-gritty, that, that, Christ, that Christ's name and Christ's glory may be proclaimed among the nations, and that whoever may come may come, and believe and rep- repent and believe on Christ. And so whatever whatever spectrum you fall on on the political and your political philosophy and ideology, you know what? May it be formed by the Bible. May it be shaped by scripture. May you use the mind that God gave you. May you may you research and study the various uh, views of politicians because behind those views are convictions that have shaped them, that have molded them. And, and those convictions and those things are going to affect how they vote and how they represent you. And as a Christian, you should care. That's what I'm saying. You should care about who represents you because you represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You, you are a Christian. You are one who loves the truth and is being shaped by the truth and molded by the truth. And so we should care about who goes and who represents us. We should care to engage in the public square. We should care about who we vote for and their policies and their procedures. But above all things, we should care about the glory of Christ. We should care about our witness. We should care that we ourselves are being shaped and molded by the word of God. Well, guys, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode. Uh, my goal here is, is to point you to the Bible, to a biblical worldview, to see life through a biblical worldview, to engage in this sphere at this time of history, to not retreat from the public square, but to engage in the public square for the glory of God, for the good of our fellow humanity, for the upbuilding of the church, that Christ, Christ's name might be proclaimed and the nations might be glad in him and also that they might be one to him, one person at a time through the faithful preaching of the gospel. Many of you are concerned about the state of our nation and that's what we need to do. We need to we need to be preaching Christ in whatever with whatever 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 means we have, whatever influence we have, whatever platform we have, whatever whatever voice that we have. We should be about proclaiming Christ in a biblical worldview 
and and for the good for the good of our society for the strengthening of the church for the honor of Christ well I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the equipping you in grace podcast until next Monday and Wednesday may God bless you and keep you Thank you for listening to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.